Grow CFO is where finance leaders grow together. Join thousands of like-minded professionals using GrowCFO to access the combined knowledge and experience of the finance leader community. You can join us today at growcfo.net. Hello and welcome to the GrowCFO show. And today I've got uh, founder and CEO Dan Wells back with me. And we're going to talk about um, the GrowCFO finance leader challenges, which we started in September and we're running some more of in November and January. So. Dan, Finance Leader Challenges, what's that all about? Hi, Kevin. It's great to be on the show. So, um, so, yeah, so we have been talking to lots of people in the community and there's been so much excitement around the Grow CFO Competency Framework, which is all about the skills and competencies within the role. Uh, but actually, there's something else that's a really important part of enjoying a, a career as, as a successful finance leader. And that is around being able to overcome your biggest personal challenges that are holding you back from delivering the best version of yourself. Um, so what we have done is we have taken the nine biggest challenges that people have across their careers, and we have turned them into a series of different finance leader challenges. So how do we know that those are the nine biggest challenges, Dan? What's that based on? Good question, Kevin. So we have about 400 people who have been working through our future CFO programme. And many of those have since sort of gone on to be CFOs as well. Um, so every single one of those people go through our different modules. And during one of those modules, we ask people what their biggest challenges are. Um, and we basically collate the data so that we can keep tracks as to which ones are the most common recurring challenges. Um, what we also do is um, we speak to our mentors and um, everything's on a complete anonymous basis. Um, but we, we speak to our different mentors just to understand the key themes that are coming up in their mentoring relationships. So that again, we can make sure we identify what the biggest challenges are that, that people have. So, so that, that's how we go about determining what the nine biggest challenges are, Kevin. Hmm. So I don't know, those nine biggest challenges, I'm, I'm looking on the screen, Dan. And if you want to find out more about this, um, there's a page on the Grow CFO website, which is just simply called Grow CFO Finance Leader Challenges. You'll find it by clicking on public events in the main menu on the website. And it's one of the items within there. But we've put a link directly to the page in the show notes. Now, what you'll find on there. If you're listening to this now, when we record this in October, is you'll see full details of the three events that we've already held in September about the first three challenges. And we've got full documentation of those. We've got video recordings of the webinars we run for each challenge. And we've got the ability to book you, yourself a place on the three challenges we're going to run in January and the three challenges we're going to run in November. So I think, Dan, it's just probably worth going through and just saying what the, what those nine things are that are causing folk the, the most, um, most concern. The three that we've run already were, were, first of all, overcoming imposter syndrome, which we think is the biggest single challenge to the new CFO. And following on from there, there was making more impact in board meetings and contributing more towards strategy. Those are three of the biggest challenges, but those are the three that are taking place that have already taken place. Dan, 
what 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 are the three that are coming up in November and then in January? Thanks, Kevin. So, so yeah, so the three that you mentioned already, they're very much on the theme of making more impact. What we've got coming up next in November is around the theme of interacting with others. And so there's three of the key challenges are on that theme. Um, the first of, of those is around relationship building skills. The second one is around enhancing your communication. And the third one is improving your gravitas. And, and what we're going to do, Kevin, we're going to do a similar thing to what we did in September, which worked really well. Um, we are going to have those running on consecutive days. So they will be on the 1st, 2nd and 3rd of November. Um, each of them will last for half an hour at one o'clock UK time. Um, people will dial in. We'll talk about the background to um, the issues that, that people are, are struggling with. Um, we will then and talk about why it's having such a big impact on people's roles and, and the need to address it. Um, and then we'll provide some proven solutions to help people to overcome them in the form of the challenge, which will be the output for the session. Um, so they're the three that are coming up in November. And what we've then got in January is a similar structure. And this time, the theme of those three challenges will be on delivering your responsibilities. And so that will take place on the 24th, 25th and 26th of January next year. Um, and those three themes, the first one is avoiding feeling overwhelmed with tasks, which again is a, a huge issue for so many people. And um, the second one will be on maximizing your team's performance levels. And then the final one will be helping people to improve their gravitas and perception. Those are, those are nine great themes being covered altogether there, Dan. And let's flip back to the ones that, that we've already done in September. And what do you think the biggest challenge is there? I, I think it's imposter syndrome is the one we keep hearing about time and time again from folk. Yeah, I, I think that's right, Kevin. I mean, I, I think when, when I when I look at the stats on this, it's about 80 percent, 80 percent of the community that are struggling with imposter syndrome. And we know so many people are highlighting this in their top three. So the people that work for our programs, we always ask them what their top three are. And you know, this is the one that comes up over and over again. It's around confidence and imposter syndrome. Um, and I think the reason why it's such a struggle is because you know, in particular for those people that are maybe in their first few CFO or finance leader roles, um, you're probably one of the youngest people in the boardroom. Um, you're probably the only person who's got the kind of senior finance background um, within the business. Um, and you've probably got the least experience of the industry sector that you're in as well. You know, the chances are that the CEO and the sales and marketing teams, you know, potentially the ops people have, have probably worked in the sector for quite a lot of their career. Um, so it can actually you know, feel really challenging making that step up. Um, and a lot of people are doing that alongside becoming a board member for the first time in their careers as well. And um, people are, you know, maybe feeling a little uncertain around their role because um, they know that this is their sort of big opportunity to um, really sort of show that they are you know, fit to be a finance leader and, and, and indeed to go on to enjoy a successful career as a finance leader. Mm. And I, I guess a lot of the other challenges that we just talked about, the other, the other eight amongst these nine, all kind of stem from that first bit of imposter syndrome and confidence. They do, Kevin, and it's an interesting observation, that actually. I mean, all of the nine 
are interlinked. Yeah. So, you know, when when we go through this with people and we ask them for their top three, you know, clearly, you know, they are interlinked. And mm. the way I often talk to people about this is you need to try and determine what the root cause is to each of these. Yeah. Now, they, you know, individually, they all they all merit you know, spending time trying to address them because even if you can fix the root cause, the chances are there's still learning points and things that you need to overcome in each of them. Um, but it's really important to sit down and, you know, preferably work with a mentor on this because I think having that independent perspective and, and somebody who's got experience of helping people through these, um, it really will help you to determine what the root causes are, you know, why you are suffering from whichever ones, you know, are impacting on you um, and indeed designing the, the right outcome for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if imposter syndrome is the biggest challenge we're finding, what, what, are, the, what are the second and third biggest challenges that people are, are, are finding? Well, the second biggest challenge is feeling overwhelmed with tasks. Yeah. And there are many reasons why this is happening. So unfortunately, you know, finance leaders can find that, that they almost sort of suck up all the responsibilities that don't naturally fall into anyone else's job description on the board. Um, we know that finance leaders are often seen as one of the best problem solvers. And the majority of them are from very, very strong academic backgrounds and are seen to be sort of very reliable pair of hands. Um, and so what, what has happened is over time, that has meant that the evolution of, evolution of the finance role has spread across a number of operational responsibilities, um, in addition to the sort of the governance compliance side of the finance role. Um, and indeed, you know, the, the increasing trend of getting more involved in strategy and change. Um, and, and what we're finding, and in particular in startups and scale-ups, you find that the, the finance teams don't quite manage to grow quick enough with the size and complexity of the business. Um, and unfortunately, that means that the finance leaders end up doing a lot of the sort of the day to day stuff, which really should be passed down to the team. Um, and, and that can often be at the expense of the sort of higher value, more impactful stuff, such as sort of strategy and change. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I, I can remember some of my days in, in finance, Dan. I remember once when I was financial controller of a marine insurance company long, long time ago. And I remember the managing director walking to my office and sticking a check on my desk to say, yeah, bank that and discovered it was the, the very first premium that we'd received from a, a new set of boat owners in, in Holland which was a, a new currency to us, a new market, a new class of insurance. And it was just assumed that I knew all about it and we had systems in place to do it. Of course, did I know anything about it? No, nope. the first thing I knew was when the check arrived. Did we have any systems set up to actually account for it? No, we didn't. Um, so uh, as, as the business grows, and certainly there's an experience that sometimes finance is the last to find out about things, it is, Kevin, and you know the, the finance team are often trying to keep up with the rest of the business and and find themselves trying to unravel you know, situations or determine how best to deal with things that have already happened, rather than being able to sort of proactively prepare the you know the best approach for things in advance. So, so yeah, so so that's definitely you know, a, a second theme that's coming up over and over again. And um, you asked me what the top three were, Kevin. I mean. Yeah. The third one is it's pretty close actually. A lot of a lot of the others, you know, are quite similar in terms of frequency. But but in terms of the stats, the third 
biggest challenge that people highlight um, is around getting more involved in strategy. Yeah. And I know that's an area you're very passionate about, but let me just um, give you a few reasons as to why it comes up. I think, you know, back to root causes, I think there are two root causes as to why people aren't getting involved enough in strategy. And I think the the first one that keeps getting highlighted is obviously linked to the fact that they're overwhelmed with tasks and they just can't free up the time to Um, actually get involved. Actually, if you think about that, Dan, let's say the example that I just gave of the marine insurance company, it's actually, I, I found out about that after the event because I wasn't involved in strategy. So there's, there's a, there is a strong connection there. There is, Kevin. You're absolutely right. And, and again, you know, continuing that theme of them all being sort of related one way or another. But yeah, def- definitely you know, people being too sort of hands-on with tasks and just struggling with their day-to-day finance responsibilities means they're not always getting involved in strategy, that they're not close enough to the conversations that are taking place around the business. Now, the other big theme as to why people struggle to get involved in strategy um, is actually from a different angle, and that's very much around not really knowing how to get involved in strategy or, or what that really means. And you know, lots of people nowadays are becoming familiar with the expectation that the finance leader should be the co-pilot to the CEO. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's used as a term quite a lot around the ecosystem. And um, a lot of people actually, when you put them on the spot, they struggle to really define what that means in practice. Um, but actually, you know, clearly you know, being involved heavily in the strategy, helping to deliver the business plan as well as design the strategies in the first place is a key element of that. Yeah. And, you know, I think people just, they lack the training, they lack the toolkits around this. And, and you know, if you, if you think of the, the career trajectory for most people that end up becoming finance leaders, a lot of them have kind of come through maybe audit backgrounds or, or other practice roles in you know professional services firms and they've then worked their way up through finance functions you know mainly getting involved in reporting and you know actually processing transactions and then suddenly they find themselves in the top role but actually they they've never you know been part of board structures or, or really been trained how to contribute towards strategy yeah i actually believe that the finance leader has a huge role to play in strategy um you know the uh, a lot of it depends on the, the personalities involved and we've talked about the ceo and the cfo in partnership well a lot of cfo ceos rather are coming from the the kind of personality that says oh there's what we're going to do let's just go do it and it's kind of instructive whereas the cfo i think has got a whole pile more analytical skills that really complement that so I think the CFO should be in there behind the CEO, putting the detail together on the strategy. Now, strategy leads to plans, leads to budgets, leads to reporting. And reporting shouldn't just be on financials, it should be on KPIs, which link back to the strategy. So the CFO is the guy with, or the girl, with all the data. So it's I, I think getting the CFO involved in strategy is absolutely vital. And yes, I am passionate about it, Dan. And I must admit that until I went into a consulting role, I knew very little about how to put a strategy together. Yes, back in back in my job in ICI, I was involved in putting the business strategy together, but it was more a seat of your pants job than actually knowing any methodology or distinct ways of doing it. Absolutely, Kevin. And yeah, you know, I've always believed that 
you know, when you want to pull together a really good strategy, you need to involve all of the key people around the business who can bring those different perspectives to the table. Mm-hmm. And the chances are that the CFO has a unique financial perspective and um, is probably more in touch with you know, the different risk management procedures and, and requirements of, of the business and wider ecosystem. Um, and also, you know, as you said earlier, has really good access and working knowledge um, to all of the data and, and performance KPIs within the business. So, so yeah, it, I think everyone sort of acknowledges that the CFO should heavily be involved in strategy i think just sometimes it can be a bit of a challenge to free up the time and and really know you know what are the best things that you can do and and indeed what are the toolkits that you can use to design and deliver the strategy yeah i I know in previous podcast catherine and i spoke about uh, releasing time for thinking and and that's one of the big challenges in there that fits in with with you know, problem number two, I'm overwhelmed. Well, you need to get away from that overwhelm, free up some thinking time if you're really going to be properly involved in strategy because it's strategy is not something you can just plow straight into with a, a do A, then B, then C, then D. There's got to be some thinking behind it. And for want of a better term, you need to strategize over how you're going to put your strategy together. <laughs> Indeed, Kevin, strategy squared, maybe, or, or yeah. however you want to, to phrase it. But, but you know, as, as you said, you know, there's, there's three sort of big themes, but actually, you know, all of the others are coming up in, in significant frequencies as well. So, you know, building stronger relationships, communication, you know, gravitas and perception of, of you as a finance leader, um, maximising your team's performance influencing and obtaining people's buy-in um, and indeed you know making more impact in board meetings you know those other six are also mm. coming up a lot and um, we're, we're very proud to be helping people across all of these um, yeah. the the free finance leader challenge events that we ran in September were actually the the three largest attended events that we've done you know in the in the two years that Grace CFO has been around so I didn't realize that I didn't realize there were quite that many people on there yeah yeah we did I mean it was it was great to see so many people turning up for the live events and and indeed I know that so many people have watched it since as well and you know again i've been looking at the registrations for the ones that we've just put up in the past few days and you know lots lots of people signing up each day which is great to see yeah and the thing is about those first three challenges that we did back in september and okay we we covered in there two of the top three and you can go in there you can watch the videos you can find out what the challenge was and it's a very very action-based challenge you can go off and do the exercises it doesn't matter that you missed the live event you can go back in and probably get just as much out of this by watching the recordings it's just uh, you need to be wary of uh, top item number two there of overwhelm or having too many things to do but instead set yourself half an hour aside to watch the video and then a little bit of time after that to, to actually go do the challenge. Absolutely, Kevin. I mean, we, we put them all on at lunchtime UK time um, for two reasons, partly because I know we have a lot of viewers in the UK and you know, lunchtime break, you know, that can be a nice time to, to carve out a, a slot from your day-to-day work responsibilities. Uh, but also that, that time zone works very well internationally as well. So, you know, we find that most people um, across the wider 
sort of global community can make that time. So, so yeah, I, I'd certainly encourage people to come along and watch them live if you can, because you know there are some good Q and A opportunities towards the end, which you know people have found very helpful. Um, but you know, as you say, if, if you can't make them or if you want to go back and refresh yourself on any of them in the future, um, they are all going to be there on the website for you. Um, and you know, hopefully, it will be really helpful for everybody. Excellent, Dan. So I think just a reminder that go in there, look in public events and look for that, that page, which is entitled, and he's got to go back to read the exact title of the page, is the Grow CFO Finance Leader Challenges. So find that. We'll put a link to that exact page so you can find it very, very easily in the show notes. And say the three that we've already done, there are recordings there. There's three that are coming up in on the 1st, 2nd and 3rd of November. There's the opportunity to press the RSVP button and sign up for each of those. And the same for the three events that are coming up on 24th, 25th and 26th of January. Dan, if you're a little bit like me, that anything after Christmas is far too far in the future to think about, Dan. But uh, maybe we're getting at the stage that we ought to be filling up the 2022 calendar. Indeed, Kevin, we're, we're certainly looking at our calendar and looking forward to releasing that over the next month or so. So, Dan, that has been a fascinating insight into the, the nine biggest challenges that our finance leader community are finding. And I think we're, we're putting together a very, very useful bank of resources there to help folk out. Absolutely, Kevin. We're, you know, it's, it's such a pity to see people suffering from these things. And you know, we are very passionate about helping people. Mm. Um, a lot of these can be overcome you know, by sort of just putting in the effort and, and working closely with us and, and our team of mentors. So, you know, please do reach out for us and we'll do everything we can to help you. OK, Jan, thank you very much for joining me again on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Mm.